joy like a river don't we love joy like a river <laughs> yeah. this is the possum prophet chris ward this is the voice of many broadcasts i thank god i have uh, my lovely guest here muy bonita muy hermano did i say it right no you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> how you say beautiful hermano hermana hermosa Hermosa. Hermano, you said. Oh, no wonder when I said that, somebody looked at me crazy. (laughs) Hermosa. Okay. Very beautiful, and I'm speaking to you out there. You are very beautiful and very... Hermosa means what? Beautiful. Okay. Bonita means pretty. Okay, there it is. I got it straight. I'm... I'm dabbling in Spanish to get ready for the great outpouring where when I go to Spanish-speaking countries, if you go to places... Where they speak Spanish and English, that encompasses about three-quarters of the world. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is Apostle and Prophet Chris Ward. This is the Voice of the Menu broadcast. And we're going to breach a subject today. Get your Bibles, and we're going to Genesis chapter 15. And there was a startling revelation that came to me and. uh and I started looking up words as I do. You know, it's one thing to read, then there's a study, and then there's a meditation. And I, I was reading through Abraham's life. I started in Genesis 1, and over the last three or four days, I'm reading through Genesis and also reading through Matthew. But during that time, there was a revelation that came to me. And, you know, people don't really—the Bible says that um, Abraham is the father of our faith. Okay, yes, he is. He's the father of our faith. But what was Abraham's promise was to possess land and to be multiplied financially, because that's the first thing that you see that happen. Uh, And so let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. I thank you, Christ, in me, the hope of glory will be heard and seen, that everybody that's listening to me, you give them ears to hear, eyes to see, and an understanding heart to be able to apply the gospel principles and revelations that shall come forth today in this show. We thank you, Father. We ask that everybody there in the sound of my voice would get filled with the Holy Spirit. If you haven't gotten filled with the Holy Spirit, or if you're saying right now, I don't know what that is, you can call me at 424-261-3208. And I will get with you and lead you to salvation. We're going to make a salvation call on this show today. But to be filled with the Spirit, it takes uh, sometimes for me, I like to explain it so people understand exactly what, what's, what's happening. And you're never going to understand all of it because this is a supernatural move. So we pray for you right now. If you want to visit us, um, I have a local service in Los Angeles, California at 9815 South Vermont Avenue, Los Angeles, California, 90044. It's the Do Right Christian Church. Every Saturday morning, okay, at 830, we start praise and prayer, and at 
9.30, I'm there, and I end in praise and praise, and then we start the word about 9.35. I'm bringing it. I'm I'm anointed. I've been up and praying since about 5.30 to 6.30 till about that time. I only live one block from the church, which is a good thing. So I've been in the spirit for two to three hours before I get there. So the word is sure to be revelatory and powerful, the dunamis power of God and the doxa and of the Lord, which is the glory of the Lord, will be revealed through me. And I pray that same thing today. You know, we um, are looking at, uh, I'm looking at, and everybody had to look at themselves for 14 months. In the last show, we talked about uh, the pandemic in that it was approximately 14 months from the time they shut everything down to the time they started releasing people to leave their houses and go to assume the economy. And when you look at Noah in, in, in Genesis chapter 6 through 8, you'll see that he was enclosed in that ark for approximately 14 months. I actually have those scriptures. I doubt that I will go through them all because what I did was I did a time stamp based on, the, based on what was said in Genesis, how long he was in the ark and how long before there was another he was in the ark for 150 days and there was another 150 days that he waited for the water to assuage and then there was a couple of three weeks there when he was sending birds in and out and it came to approximately 14 months only two times in the history of mankind from from Adam until now that man has that the earth has been shut up or has allowed a form of God allowed a form of judgment to shut man in, and that certainly happened during the pandemic, and it's still not over, and uh, the politicians are still grappling and lying and making making deals with all these other companies and stuff to try to, you know, justify making people do this and keeping them from going to work and keeping people from flying and keeping people from eating out and all this stuff. And I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I thank you where the spirit of the Lord is. There is liberty and freedom. And I thank you. I proclaim it over everybody's house that they be covered in the blood. One, that no hurt, harm, danger, nor plague. The Corvid plague cannot come to your house in Jesus' name. There was a young lady that works with me, and I'm very fond of her. She's an ardent businesswoman. But she was telling me that her son... Uh, had been murdered in South Carolina. So we want to pray for, I pray for her there. And so we know that these are uncertain times. If you do not have Jesus Christ, if you do not understand who God is, if you do not understand who the Holy Spirit is and what, what their jobs is, God is the author. He is the creator of everything that you can see, touch, feel, hear, and smell. Okay. So that exceeds the earth that we live in because we can look up at night and we can see the stars. We can look up at day and we can see the sun, which we are farthest away from the sun in our solar system. And we are in the uh, Milky Way galaxy. And there are hundreds of millions of suns that are as powerful as our sun in the solar system. But one thing is for sure, this earth was created for men to dwell upon. It has certain specific hydrogen and oxygen requirements that allow uh, cellular regeneration and and growth of everything that's living needs water, H2O, hydrogen and oxygen, and the air that we breathe is hydrogen and oxygen. So we thank God for his creation 
But in that creation, we must understand that at some point we have to come to a place where we are submitted to the creator. I was on the phone and I often when I have an opportunity to lead people to the Lord, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm an ardent businessman. I'm praying God to come all the way out of business where I no longer have to do that, where I can sit around all day in the word and talking to God and planning for future ministry glory that is certainly to hit me and my family and our ministry and to ask God to send the servants necessary from the four corners of the earth um, to come and serve us so that we can get this done. No, when you see one man and as they approach greatness and begin to go up the ladder of life as they are led by the creator, God, the father, guess what? There's always servants and people to come to help them. Okay. So we're in uh, Genesis chapter 15. I wanted to start here and we're going to go to Genesis chapter 22 because there are a number of things that um, there's two things, okay, actually three, okay, thank you, Holy Spirit, that disturb human life, sickness and disease, which the pandemic was one, poverty, which is not having enough, or even the perception that you don't have enough, okay? You know, a lot of times you have people have bread, and they have this, and and, and the rent may be a, a, a month late, and the perception that you may have to give up that house. In other words, it's all a mental perception, and it comes down to what is your mental perception of God and his salvation plan? See, the perception that there is not enough or poverty exists and you have the richest one to three percent control all the dollars in this country. Okay, and then you got the IMF and you got the World Bank and you got the United States Treasury Department and you have the the IMF and treasuries for all the other countries that are in the IMF, the International, uh, the World Bank. They all are regulated by an organization. And they're all controlled by men. And all these men and women are wealthy, not to mention the one to three percent of all the business owners and or CEOs and presidents that control all the major corporations in the world. Okay, now, when you look at poverty, they're not so much concerned with that because they have probably a billion times more than they could ever spend in a lifetime. But they're not immune to sickness and disease. Okay, and sickness and disease has two basic principles or ways to plague people. One of them is a physical ailment from a, from, from a virus, a fungus, a bacteria, or some alien substance that comes into a body to afflict it. And two is mental affliction, okay, mental illness. Uh, somebody was telling me that uh, one of the major um, uh, receivers who played for Alabama uh, just stepped. He he went to the, to his team, which is the Atlanta Falcons, and said, "Listen, I can't play no more. I'm mentally incapable." Well, he had money. He was the first round draft pick, and now he's saying, "I'm mentally incapable of going doing this anymore." And I think, as a retired NFL player, okay, that most people overlook the stresses that professional sports not only ba- not only football but basketball baseball all had to go through the pandemic they had to be quarantined they had to take tests every day and, and then the following year near the end of that they was forcing people to take shots against their own will and against the advice personal advice 
of the Lord to that person. And that's those who could actually have a relationship with God and could see it and hear from the Holy Spirit. And so their conscious, their conscious mind and imagination, their subconscious mind, their emotions cause them to be dysfunctional. And that is a sickness in itself. So you have poverty or the perception of poverty, okay, which is I don't know where my where my next rent payment is going to come from. Now, it's there for you, and we're going to talk about that today, okay? Then you have physical sickness and mental illness, which worry is un- unbelief, fear, doubt, witchcraft, rebellion, and worry is the meditation of a man's soul or mind on on issues that are beyond his control. See, that are beyond his control. Whenever you put a person, poverty puts people in that situation. They have to bear that, they have to bear that 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 cross or that weight on their on their person and on their mental and physical body. And when you're in when you're in poverty, it's shown that the People who live in poverty, the stresses of dealing with poverty cause their physical health to break down, cause them to be more susceptible to diseases, funguses, bacteria, and, 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 and viruses that might be out here because their immune system breaks down as a result of that. But the other thing is that God gives us is lack of wisdom, not knowing what to do. See, that puts mental pressure on people and physical pressure on people, not knowing what to do. I have a plan now. I went to see a dietitian today because I have some issues that it's been said to me that nothing that debilitates me, but I'm not even going to allow the window, door, or gate to stay open for anything to bring me to debilitation. I've been in full-time ministry for 30 years, never missed a service, never was late, okay? Always study, praise, worship, and pray in the Holy Spirit on a regular basis. And I thank God for the privilege of being able to serve him. But there has not, every life goes through some mental and physical duress. Every life, every life. You can be the holiest, most sanctified person in the world and hit us, uh, uh, be walking down the sidewalk and the sidewalk be uneven and you not p- really paying attention. You can fall and bust your head. You can fall and break a leg, break a hip. Okay. It just happens. He said he will restore our health and heal our wounds. And so we have protection of restoration, but we want to talk about the restoration financially and that's necessary. And we see Abraham here in Genesis chapter 15, verse 1. My lovely reader is here with me. Uh, can you read verse 1, please? Yes. Genesis 15, 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram. I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Now, now what was God doing with Abraham? He was retraining his 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 conscious soul to recognize God the Father as his partner. See that's that's where all of this comes from. Lack of healing, lack of wisdom, lack of lack of uh of uh, 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 money. All that comes from not recognizing that God is your partner. That he created you. And when you get saved, not only are you part of God's creation, but he lives inside of you. He changes your spirit from the time you receive Jesus Christ 
into a viable being that is your David says, Thou hast anointed my head with oil and my cup runneth over. Well, when you when you get ready to rinse out a cup that's had uh Kool-Aid or coffee or whatever, you put it under running water. Okay? And the overflow coming out of that cup carries all the soot or or residue of whatever you were drinking down the sink. So he said, thou hast anointed my head and my cup runneth over is an understanding that he and God was his partner. They were partners in this life. We got to learn how to be partners in this life. Financially is where, where I'm, I'm talking about partners with God in finances. He says, after these things, what things? Well, we'll go, we're going to backtrack a little bit. It says, these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham. So the word of the Lord is trying to come to you right now through me. And even if you're not filled with the spirit and you have received Jesus Christ, or even if you have not received Jesus Christ, the spirit of God is trying to lead you. See, it's a misnomer to think that God only loves those who are saved. Those who are saved have a greater access to the person of God the Father through Jesus Christ. Okay? But you are part of God's glorious creation. If you go to Psalms 139, it says that all men are fearfully and wonderfully made. So whether you overcome to the place of submission to the death, burial, and resurrection, the salvation package, which gives you total access to all that God is, all that he has and all that he can do, he's available to you. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram. Now, they, his name was Abram. He became Abraham when the covenant was sealed by God. I am thy shield and thy exceedingly great reward. Why was God saying that? If you go back and you read Genesis chapter 14, Abraham had come out of a war with Confederate kings that surrounded Palestine. From Egypt to Palestine, he had been victorious. It said in the prior chapter that Lot, one of the people, as they were warring, these kings were warring against each other, and Abraham and Lot got caught up in the middle of it. They were not part of that. But one of the people escaped from one of the, one of the uh, uh, warring factions and came and told Abraham that Lot had been taken because Sodom and Gomorrah was in the middle of the war, and they got defeated. And Lot and all of his goods got taken. Abraham was, had been in a war. A physical war, not spiritual, not financial, because by the time you get to Genesis chapter 14, you will see that Abraham was already rich. Genesis 13 says God had made Abraham rich in cattle, in silver and gold. So it wasn't a financial point. But when guess what? When somebody comes and say, listen, forcibly, I'm going to forcibly take your house or your land or forcibly take your family to be captive. That adds mental duress to you. You're going to have to fight that. Well, you don't have to fight it yourself because in these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision saying, fear not, Abraham, Abram, I am thy shield and thy exceedingly great reward. Okay. Now, understand, uh, let's go back to Genesis chapter 14. Actually, let's go to Genesis chapter 11. 
because I want to see, I want to deal with family iniquity, okay? Family iniquity. And when you see Abraham in Genesis chapter 11, you will see his son, Tever, his, his father, Tever. It says here in Genesis eleven twenty six. Read that for me, ma'am. 26. And Terah lived 70 years and begat Abram, Nahor, and Haran. Now, these are the generations of Terah. Terah begat Abram, Nora, and Haran. So that's, the, that's, that's, that's Abraham's daddy. Go ahead. And Haran begat Lot. Keep going. And Haran died before his father, Terah, in the land of the, his nativity of Ur of the Chaldees. Okay, now, so guess what? Terah has stopped in Ur of the Chaldees. But as we read down here, and the revelation God showed me, God was sending Terah to the promised land. And he pulled up in the Ur of the Chaldees. Go ahead. Read. 29. And Abram and Nahor took them wives, the name of Abr Abram's wife Sarah. was Sarah, and the name of Nahor's wife, Melchi, the daughter of Haran, the father of Melchi, and the father of Iscah. But Sarah was barren. She had no children. And Terah took Abraham his son and Lot the son of Haran, his son's sons, and Sarah his daughter-in-law, his son Abraham's wife, and they went forth with them from Ur of Chaldees to go into the land of Canaan, and they came unto Haran and dwelt there. Okay, so now guess what? He was, he, he, Terah, Terah, however you want to pronounce it, had a commandment of the Lord for them to go into the promised land, which is Palestine, to go into Canaan, and they came unto Haran and dwelt there. So why are you going to dwell? Listen, one of the number one things that you have to understand about finances, you must have connection with God, and then you have to go follow his direction and be in the physical place that he told you to be in. He was supposed to go to Canaan. He said, uh to, that word dwell there means he just pulled up, he pu he pumped his pumped his brakes and said, We stopping here. And the days of Terah were two hundred and twenty-five years, and then Terah died in Haran. So this man died unfulfilled. Now let's go to Genesis chapter twelve. Read that for me, babe. Genesis twelve one. Now the Lord has said to Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. Okay, now. Where were they at? They were in the place where his father died. Family iniquity, had he stayed there and not followed God. See, for family iniquity to be broken, and especially financial family iniquity, somebody got to launch out. Somebody has to be listening to the voice of the Lord. Somebody has to break these curses. And you, you see not only financial curses that are passed on to the children because, well, this is how we do it, Okay. Well, this is how we do it, and you learn how to, this is how we do it from a financial standpoint as well as from a physical standpoint as far as where your body is concerned. I was meeting with my dietitian today, and she wanted to know what I was eating and all that, and 
You know what what's being served in your house. If you grow, if you're a kid and you grew up in there, that's what you're gonna eat unless you get a revelation from God and begin to follow His 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 dietetical uh, uh, hierarchy that He has in the Bible. Read verse one for me again. Now the Lord said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house into the land that I will show thee, and I will make thee, I will make of thee a great nation. I will bless thee. Okay, so wait, wait, wait. let me back up there. So he said, if you do this, get thee out of the country from thy kindred you only, and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. Abraham didn't even know where he was going. He was following the voice of the Lord. Oh, Lord. Hallelujah. When I came to California, I left the house of my nativity, the house that I was raised in, being 33 years old, okay, coming back to that house. I kept, I, lived, I had three stints at that house, okay? One where I was raised there from 18. Then I came back after college for a period, before the draft, and it's always been my home. But then after I played in the NFL and, and my life – my NFL life came to a halt. I came back and ended up inheriting the house there. Okay? So I've had stints. I had to leave the land of my nativity and from my father's house into a land that I will show thee. And what was that land? It was Los Angeles, California, the city of messengers. And I'm a messenger today, and I'm telling you, in the name of Jesus Christ, God predetermined for you to have more than enough money. To do what you need to do. And I say, money coming to me you now. I loose it. Say it, say, it, say it with it. Say it with me. Money coming to me. I receive it right now in Jesus' name. Okay. Uh, read verse 2 for me. And I will make of thee a great nation. I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse them that curses thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. That's what the money's for. Excess wealth is for you to bless all the families in the earth. Now, if you have enough wealth to bless all the families in the earth, I think you're going to be able to eat and buy and go and live however you want to, right? But get, why, why was it there? He says, and I will bless them that bless thee. Watch this protection now, because that's what it is. And curse them that curse thee. And in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. That was Abraham's mission. You have a mission. You have a ministry. See, ministry out of the agape love of God is given to people to minister to other people. See, love has to have an object other than yourself. Hello, is anybody listening to me? Love has an object. If you tell your wife you love her, that needs to show in a tangible way in the way that you deal with her. Some people have mis misinterpreted definitions for love, but agape love of God, he's, he's empowered you to empower other people and to touch them with his love. That's what it means. Okay. And he says, I will, I will make thy name great. What does this word great mean? I think it's Gadol, and I'm guessing. 
It is. Thank you so much, Holy Spirit, for revelation to make large. Y'all done heard that in the ghettos and then the man, he large now. You look at one of the actors I can think I think about when I look I look at uh Will Smith, I look at Martin Lawrence, I look at uh Kevin, uh what's his name? Kevin Hart. They all started doing comedy shows. One was a rapper, and then they all ended up in the entertainment. They large now, say large. They fill up 15,000, 20,000 seat uh, arenas and stuff when they do stuff. And people, when they movies is released, uh, Will Smith got one coming out here I want to see. But it says, and thou shalt be able, he says, I will make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. Shall be. So as you continue to roll with the Lord. Oh, my God, I'm, I'm at the end. Uh, read verse 3 for me. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse them that curses thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Read verse 4 real quick. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 70 and 5 years old when he departed from Haran. Okay, so now here's a key point, and we're going to close it up. We're going to make the altar call. You can call me at 424-261-3208. You can send us an offering or a letter at Ward International, P.O. Box 1365, Inglewood, California, 90308. Go back and listen to the show. But Abraham departed. There's something that you need to do in the place that he called you to be in and in the journey that will cause money to come on you. And you're gonna, we're going to see that in the next show. Right now, I'm going to give it to my trusty uh, uh, junior assistant here, Evangelist Blanche, and lead him to the Lord real quick. we got a few minutes. Romans 10, 9 and 10 states that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart Jesus Christ died, you will be saved. But with the heart, one believes the righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made. If you said this prayer right with me, it was... Um, Receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and say, say, Dear God, forgive me for my sins. I believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, come into my heart, live inside of me, be Lord over my life. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. This is the Possum Prophet Chris World. We love you. Mm-hmm.